Welcome to No Instructions. I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And we're back! Did you hear the intro? I did not. Are we supposed to? I don't know. Usually we do. Huh. Do we not? You never hear it. Never mind. Weird. I'm Hi. Like, <laughs> Y'all wore headphones like podcasters, maybe. Whatever, man. Um, yeah, we did. There, I'm sure there was an intro. It. Yeah, probably was. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. We tried to record last week, um, and we got in here, we got all set up, everything was ready to go, and then the wall fell down. Yeah, the wall fell on me. Some of the panels uh, came loose. It was hot. It was really hot that day. That's an exterior wall, and I think some of the sticky that we used to put up there just gave up. So I nailed the crap out of it, and now there's <laughs> no, no more sticky. It will never come down. But anyway, we're back to recording. All better. Finally, so. More has happened since we were going to record. Uh, I don't even remember when that was. Neither do what I. What was happening <laughs> last time? Because I think the both of us thought, and Megan was right, uh, we thought that we had an episode in the can that we yeah. had recorded but hadn't released. Yeah. And I don't know why we both thought that, and the two of them, Anthony and Megan, said, no, we don't. We're like, no, 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 I'm pretty sure we do. Yeah, I don't know. And then there was a civil war. <laughs> but we but it's lost. okay. Everybody survived. Yeah, we were lost. Yeah. We, we were wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so what's been going on uh, since then? Let me see. There's been stuff that happened. We did D&D. We did. We did. Yeah. I'll give you full credit for this. I showed up. I did. I bought pizza, but I did nothing Which was else. Good pizza. It was. You did. You you were you participated. Well, I participated, but I didn't prepare it. So I want to point out that Josh went through the effort of writing a campaign for our kids, all of our kids to yeah. play, and uh, they came and we they had like a D and D night, and I got to play all the monsters, which was fun, yep. and they had a great time. So thank you for putting that together. Absolutely. They really did enjoy it. Super fun. And I'm going to thank Jared Comer, who is in the Maker Alliance. Yes. He runs the I Like to Make Stuff D&D night every month. Uh, He is our dungeon master. And so I reached out to him and asked if he would be willing to host a night for our kids. Because every time I come here for that one or I talk about playing D&D with my oldest son's drum instructor as a dungeon master, we were going to play locally. My oldest son and my middle son was like, I want to play too. And I, we talked about this. I had to explain to them, like, okay, Josh wants to play. Your dad doesn't want to play. So it's a differentiating thing. Yeah. And so I asked Jared, and he was like, well, yeah, I can. He's like, but is that something you eventually want to do? And I was like, well, yeah, I've always wanted to do it. So he he helped me. I got a block of instruction on the, on like, the Roll20 software. Which has like manages the maps and the characters and like the journal and the story. It's just like it's an organization thing for the dungeon master to be able to present the quest to a bunch of people. So he gave me tons of great advice, and uh, his primary piece of advice is use an existing Dungeons and Dragons kind of one shot <laughs> or like an existing story that they have. It's so much easier. So and you ignored I, it. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> but like I had a story, and yeah. I like writing stories. I mean, I like being a storyteller. So I made up a story and I thought that all of our kids would like it. That way I could control the time. I could Mm -hmm. control their involvement. I could make pieces of the quest that were kind of leaning toward uh, the younger kids so they could feel involved. Um, But yeah, it was was really fun. I wanted them to get up and do stuff. I didn't want them just to sit at a chair or uh, sit at the table and like, oh, I want to hit him with this thing. So I made... uh, like a cipher puzzle that they all had to solve. There were some math problems that they had to solve, like to get a combination of a thing, which they all helped each other with. They had to all get up and hold hands and jump one time. Oh yeah, they did. I have to hold hands. I forgot about that. Anthony has a phone that apparently is very loud. So yeah, it's not that I like purposely wanted to ignore him, but I had an idea and I wanted to run with it. Yeah. I think he did a great job Thank you. Uh, building a story. And it was like a good, no, I mean, it was intentional, obviously, but it was a good time. It was a good length for yeah. kids of that age, you know, age range. So, yeah, it was great. They loved it. Uh, and it made me definitely anxious to, yeah, to so get to Yeah, so what was your perception of your first actual D&D campaign? Simpler than I expected it. I don't, you know, without a lot of context. And, I mean, I've watched people play, listened to people play, so it's it's changed a little bit. But before that, it was like, it just sounded complicated. It sounded like... There was just a lot of, like, well, like, you had to know a lot going into yeah. it, and then you don't, really. The perception of the setup, and even the first time we set up, it's it's homework. Like, it's a lot of, like, referencing guides and bringing out this book. And so it seems a lot more involved 
And then whenever we created other characters to, to play with the I Like to Make Stuff group, we used D&D Beyond. And it has like a... a character creation wizard and you can just select them so like creating a character yeah when we played the very first time with nicole and turry from wing geeks craft we used books and refer to chapter two and then look back at appendix five and then review items in subsection six and using dnd beyond is like you want to be a this or this or this and you click on it and it's like pick a this or that or this and you click on it and then by you know five other clicks you're done yeah yeah it was uh it was simpler than i expected from that perspective which was cool um and you know, even just like the the gameplay of I don't know. Not that I expected you had to do certain things, but it just is so open ended. Yeah, completely open ended. And so there's kind of no wrong way to do it. And I think you know, with a lot of games, a lot of strategy games and stuff, if you don't really understand the mechanics of the game, you're no, you're gonna lose. And yeah. so this is totally different because you just kind of there's no losing. It's just a matter of getting through situations and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. So one thing Jared told me as as a dungeon master was not to try to write too much of the story. Hmm. Because I'm not the writer of the story. The players are the writers of the story. I set the scene. I set the rough plot. I set some characters. And in the development, the interaction, the struggles, the redemption, like all of those things are written by the players, not by me. And so if they want to do a thing, the dice will determine whether they get to or they don't get to. I don't get to go like, uh, no, don't enter. Don't don't yeah. open that door. That door, uh, you shouldn't open it yet. And so all the prep work was trying to make a vague plot line that had um, the ability for multiple outcomes to to come to fruition. And it was completely based on them. And so I can have influence because, yeah. you know, whenever they wanted to open a door and they would, like, roll for insight, I was I would set the, the threshold of that dice roll. Like, okay, well, what, what's inside there? Like, well, it smells bad. And then they kept digging deeper. They're like, well, what does it smell like? I'm like, ah, it smells like musty. They're yeah. like, does it smell like death? I'm like, now you asked the right question. I'm yeah. like, it does smell like death. And they're like, I don't want to go in that door. And I'm like, okay, well, that's up to you. <laughs> and so it's... It's leaving something open-ended for them to decide whether or not they want to do it. And then if they do it, having a, a thing behind the door. You know, that's that's what I have. I set set the world, yeah. and they write the story. And he cautioned me, like, don't try to write too much of it. Don't try to put the story on rails. Um, yeah. And then be timely with it. I think that was the most important thing for me. I know I have their attention span for only so long, so I have to keep it going. I have to keep all six kids that we're playing engaged, which is a... I mean that's 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 not say a lot, but that's a lot of people. Yeah, to play D and D. Yeah. Um, well, we were talking about. I was asking the kids what they thought about it after the fact and everything, and they all loved it. Um, but I think it was a little chaotic at times, and that was probably just due to the fact that there were so many of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of people. Yeah, and so splitting I, it into a couple of smaller parties might have been, I don't know, a different way to play. Maybe not better, but you know. So splitting it into parties. The first time we ever played um, was at my son's birthday party. And your oldest son uh, was there. I don't remember if your middle son was there or not. Anyway, they yeah. did split it up. They In the game, they all tried to go through this, uh, like, narrow passageway, and your one son kept rolling pretty terribly, like he did <laughs> in the fireplace thing <laughs> in the one we just recently played. But, like, I made him leave the room. Because I was like, oh, yeah. your party is split up, so you can't be in here while they're doing something because in the game, you're not in the same place. <laughs> so I made him leave the room, and then he came up with his own story outside the room while the the rest of the group came up with their That's strategy fine. inside the room. And so that was that was going to happen because yeah. there was a fireplace and the, the, all the kids needed to go through the fireplace and your son kept rolling pretty terribly and couldn't <laughs> go through the fireplace. I'm like, I'm going to have to do this again. I'm going to have to <laughs> kick him out <laughs> and then like just run back and forth. And it's it's easier as a dungeon master if people all stay together just because yeah, of the mechanics sure. of dual groups. But uh, that almost happened again. With yeah. the same person. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was just like really bad luck at rolling. But And that's that's the thing, is that you're at the mercy of the, the dice. Yeah. And we played the I Like to Make Stuff D&D campaign. Uh, was it a couple days before? It was after the Maker Alliance hangout. I don't remember. But I rolled pretty terrible. Mm. Like I have a gigantic Goliath character who can smash stuff, and you'd think he'd be overpowered, but you roll a two, and... <laughs> The whole plan that I have as a character goes right out the window and something terrible happens. Yeah. And so that's the fun of it is that you 
you're in a world that you don't understand or you don't make up and you don't really know the consequences and then it's the luck of a dice roll to yeah. determine whether or not you succeed or you fail and I cool. think it's fun yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to playing as a player you know as a as a character um separately I saw on Instagram that you're starting a new base yeah <laughs> yeah another base huh what's different about this one the base that I currently have that I like very much is a bit thin. So hmm. it, it's probably half inch thinner than it should be. And that extra material gives support to the neck. And so the neck on the base that I play, uh, the action is never quite right. The action is the height of the strings off of the fretboard. And so I can't really slap that base because uh. the strings are kind of high. And I, I've shimmed the neck like three or four times. And tune the truss rod and done all those things, but because there's not a lot of material underneath the connection from the body and the neck, it's kind of weak right there. Gotcha. Um, so this one is going to be made out of a, the ugliest piece of wood that I had in my shop. Hmm. Uh, on Instagram one time, I purposely found the ugliest piece that I had and I wanted to make it pretty. So I ran it through the joiner and the planer and the table saw, and then I had some extra resin and glued it all together into this nice... Uh, it was a blank that was going to be a bench for my closet. And I never put legs on it. And so it just sat there on a shelf and it looked really cool. But it's the proper thickness. I was like, oh, well, we have a bunch of cherry. I can make it out of cherry because cherry we have is pretty thick. And I'm like, oh, I have that cool blank that has like the walnut and the resin in it. I'm like, let's just try that. So I had all the cut paths because I made it in Fusion 360, our CAD program of choice. <laughs> so it's, it's the same, same, same pattern style, as the other one? Gotcha. Style that I ripped off of a guy. <laughs> I need to design my own style, but uh, I like that one. You know, I I mean, that's practically impossible at this point. Guitars have been made for a very long time, and there are lots and lots of different shapes. And so if you go to make your own style guitar, it's like you got to go past cool to dumb to make it original. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's got to have like spikes for no particular reason or like a skull yeah. face hanging off the bottom of it. You know, like, I mean... Nice so, shapes. So the one that I have... Just aren't... They're done. It has, like, a traditional body. I mean, it's more bulbous around the pickups and the knobs, and then it has the horn on the top and the horn on the bottom. But it's just... The geometry is a little different, and I like it. And I don't want to say the name of the guy that I ripped off, but the first time I made that <laughs> base, I I posted on Instagram, and I tagged him, and he was like, that is my base. Uh, don't ever sell that, or I'm going to sue you. And I was like, oh, I just liked it. I think it's great. He's like, yeah, that's fantastic and all. He's like, but that's a lot of work that I've done in my entire life just for someone to rip it off. He's like, so if I see it for sale, I'm going to sue you. Dang. Noted. Wow. So I'm not going to sell it. Sounds like a real cool guy. Well, I mean, I, I get the idea. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but you could say that exact same thing in a more he, gracious way. Yeah, I mean, he was just very – he was blunt. And I'm sure that he's had to face a lot of people ripping off his designs before. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to – not going to feel it. <laughs> but I was talking to Megan, and uh, I just need to make my own design. His design is not – it doesn't have spikes or anything crazy on it, but it's it's so unique that it caught my eye. I'm, I like that. Hmm. And so his is the, – the actual design I had to change a little bit. So I'm sure copyright lawyer in me, I can like, well, I amended it by blah, 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 percent because my, my planer is only 13 inches wide, and it was a little bit bigger. So I had to adjust it to fit. Right. So it is my design. Yeah. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. So I'm starting that, but I have to play uh, I have to play in the band at church this weekend. Mm. And so I'm debating. It is now, what day? Wednesday. I have rehearsal tomorrow. Can I that is sketchy. deconstruct <laughs> my old bass, take all the electronics out, take the neck off, finish this one, because it's still not like... It, it has the outline, and the pickup pockets are cut. Mm. The neck pocket's not cut. So I have a lot of work to do to be able to use this in a day. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to. Unless I can borrow somebody else's, then I can make mine. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, I'm build, this will be I mean, number four. You can borrow mine to have a backup. This will be number four. And so I designed a, a jazz base, and I was debating whether or not to just make this a jazz base and then just buy an aftermarket, just Fender five-string bass neck. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to spend any more money. That's a problem with buying things. It's expensive. <laughs> Even getting components is expensive. Oh, yeah. So 
Yeah, I'm going to make another base because, you know, being, making bases is fun. <laughs> so why not? That's cool. I would love to make another guitar, but I made one last year and I have played it like twice. So It's a nice looking guitar. I am very proud of it. Should uh, be. But I still don't play it, so <laughs> that doesn't yeah. really mean much. Maybe someday. I don't know. Probably not. Well, because I was thinking about yours, the one that we made in the video. Um, and I really like that deep, rich kind of golden reddish color of the cherry. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can make like a, a jazz bass in that color and I get like a white or a black pit guard or design my own pit guard. Yeah, I kind of went off the rails I and mean, yeah. I had to stop. <laughs> But that's the problem with something fine. like that is it's just, you know, yeah, and can go forever. Point, it's, yeah. I don't want this to be a Fender base. I want this to be a Josh base. So, yeah, let's, like, put a spike on it or something stupid. And yeah. so there's only – Yep. And so the base I have now, I, I play it on my knee. And then there's people that play it in their lap, like in between their two legs. And so the round kind of body shape, there's, like, an indention um, in, like, the lower quarter. So that if you were to play it in between your legs, like a classical like nylon string guitar, it has a little notch for your thigh. Hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I can make like a jazz bass with like a thigh kind of scoop. And that'll be a little bit different. And I could draw out the top horn. I'm like, well, then it kind of looks like a Mustang. Because yeah. most of the, like you said, the designs are just kind of. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Well, either way, it'll be fun. Even if it uh, looks like another one, it'll still be fun to make another guitar. I wanted to make a neck. I thought about making another neck because the one we made in the video did not work. Hmm. It's sitting in the rack, my my guitar rack, but it's wrong. And I can't easily correct it, so I just have to make it again. Hmm. Because the thickness of the neck that I made on the CNC, I didn't know at the time, accounted for the thickness of the fretboard. And I put a fretboard on top of it. Oh. So it is a fretboard's thickness, the quarter inch, too thick. So it's a big, fat, yeah. like awkward to play neck hmm. it still works it just doesn't feel right yeah and so i can't trim off something to in order to get that one correct i gotta start over gotcha but, yeah i'm gonna do that cool what you got else? your uh, your robot mower is... dude i got a robot back <laughs> or a robot lawnmower it is awesome have you had any troubles with it yet it doesn't well the troubles uh, I foresaw these troubles. I just haven't done anything about them yet. So it's been running for a little over a week, and my the neighbors on both sides of my house have not mowed their grass, so you can definitely tell yeah. that the robot's doing its job. Right. So I lowered the blade a couple of days ago, so now you can see more stripes because it was just kind of maintaining <clears throat> the length that it was, and it looked really nice. I'm like, well, I want it to be a little shorter, so now it has to make everything shorter so it's in the transition period now again and i can just keep doing that until i'm happy with the height of the grass but next to my neighbor's grass it isn't mowed it's very distinct Hmm. and little eddie scissor belly that we're calling him like just goes and but he gets stuck oh you said the problems it gets stuck on the trampoline the trampoline (laughs) it goes over the trampoline no underneath (laughs) oh oh so that makes more sense it's supposed to go under the trampoline but the legs on a trampoline are like a a, yeah like a a, very shallow w shape not just like a u there's two down poles they're connected with a pole across the middle but that middle has like a slight hump and some people have like attached a board to the outside of those so it just bonks into it and goes away i haven't yet and so it can ramp up on top of that little hump in between the the u-shaped leg assemblies and get stuck hmm. and when it gets stuck his little headlights start flashing and it sends me an alert to my phone it's like <laughs> it says eddie Siller's belly has been lifted or and so i go out in like the middle of the night and i go like oh little guy and it's, it's so funny how i personify this thing yeah and like my wife and i were sitting on the front porch last night watching the the sunset just the two of us and like here comes little eddie around the corner with his headlights on just like hey buddy and it's like hey little guy you're doing good doing such a good job <laughs> it would be pretty awesome if it got stuck and if it just started crying oh, just like man. in your yard so like, i want to i want to do stuff to it like a robot crying uh, it has headlights and i i want the headlights to be red and menacing mm. and i want to put little guns on the side <laughs> <laughs> so like i want to yeah. do stuff to it Thank and goodness. i i can it it, it has a uh, like a signal like if you try to pick it up it'll squeal super loud really so, yeah it has a siren 
Hmm. So like I want to add like noises and things to it. But there's probably some like warranty issues, right? As soon as you start messing with it. I don't know. Well, Maybe. I mean, you invested in the thing. Maybe. I'm just pointing. But I mean, it if out. I like, if I put stuff on the outside, yeah. And if I were to reroute just a cable for the LED, if something was wrong with, it, I can like unplug it, plug it into the other thing, and then just tell the people at the small engine repair place, just like, hey man, don't don't worry <laughs> about that thing. That's not the problem. Yeah. You can make it look like War Machine. Could like put. <laughs> Make it look cool. <laughs> Just like a shoulder rocket launcher sitting yeah. off the side of it? That would be pretty great. Because it docks on the front, so it's like it's like nostrils on the top of its head is where it docks. So the whole like top, other than there's a big stop button that pops open a little compartment, and that's where you can like mess with some settings. Hmm. But everything else is just aesthetic. They have like plastic things that you can change the color from like gray really? to orange, I think. Huh. Pretty sure I saw it somewhere. But like, no, I want mine to be cool looking. Hmm. Dress it up for Halloween. <laughs> Make it into like a little jack-o'-lantern that roams around with a little knife in his hand or something. <laughs> really, really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> How fast does it move? Um. What is this? Not fast. Thing? Oh, this is the hoverboard. That's yeah. pretty cool. He's not fast, but he's thorough. Um, there was a thing called spiral mode where if it if it goes into grass that it senses is too thick, it just like stops. And just does a big circle, like a big crop circle. Yeah, and so whenever I changed the height of the blade, they hadn't done any of those until I changed the height. And so now it's going into places that are obviously thicker because I lowered the blade. Yeah. And so there's like random circles all throughout the yard. And it's like, it'll just be going and it stops and it just like spins around <laughs> and gets gets like robot Weird. dizzy. <laughs> and then just like has a circle and then a larger circle and then a larger circle. And then it just stops and goes that way. Huh. And it reminds me of like a... Like a puppy and a little kid just like playing. It's just like, I'm mowing. And it just stops. And it's like, what's over there? And turns some ridiculous way and just goes some other direction. But all of those lines overlap because it, it mows every day. So I have it set to, uh, I think it's 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. So mm. it mows in the middle of the night and you can't hear it at all. That's cool. And so I just wake up and like the grass is mowed. But it does have to eventually overlap all the different areas. And some people I can understand don't like that idea. Yeah. I wanted it to have the nice clean lines, but there aren't any yet that have nice clean lines. So I get what I get. You know, every time I mow my yard, I do it in the fastest, most haphazard, just like, <laughs> I want to get all of the grass cut. I don't care about a pattern. I don't care about circles. I don't care about any. I just want And this thing it. is for you. And every time I mow, I'm like doing crazy circles and just getting around things and I can look around the neighborhood and I'm like yeah those people care about their yard and those people care about their yard oh well we're those people because I just want to get it cut after the first week so like I decided to lower I looked around my yard I'm like the grass is mowed yeah it's it's not like I guess I can see somebody's satisfaction you know when you're all sweaty and gross after you finish your mowing and you look and you're like there's all my nice little stripes and that just adds to the satisfaction of lawn care I suppose but for me yes. I went, is the grass mowed or is the grass not mowed check it's mowed good I don't have to care about it anymore and so I just looked out and I'm like the grass is taken care of and I didn't do it Yeah. and I didn't have to pay my neighbor to do it the robot does it and it's great yeah that's pretty cool this thing came with a cauldron. We're really? still, by the way, we're still both working on yep. the DeLorean Lego sets. And it came with a cauldron. Oh yeah, for your potions. I guess so. Um, well, what else is going on? Anything, anything uh, outside of Mowerland? D and D. There was robots. Or something else. Your kids have been out of school for a while, right? Uh, no, they have a couple more days of school. Oh, okay. Are your kids out of school? Uh, tomorrow is their last oh, day. Huzzah. I think my kids have like five or six days. There's a there's a thing on the marker board our kids keep updating. Hmm. You could ask my middle son and he could recite it back to you right now. But <laughs> I don't know how many days. Yeah, this is like the last week of school, so every day the kids are just like, well, I don't have anything to do today. We're going to go to the playground or we're going to the trampoline park or uh, like... Wow, it's th they they really don't do anything the last like two weeks of school. Man, they have like you know, standardized watching. testing. Yeah, yesterday, my oldest son was like, "Yeah, we watched part of animated Lion King." This is in eighth grade. We watched part <laughs> of the Lion King in this one class, and then this other movie in this other class, and then this other movie in this other class. Three separate movies they got going. Yeah, but they only get to watch chunks of movies. Yeah, need to true. coordinate. Yeah, 
Yeah, just like pass the VHS mm-hmm. tape from room to room. Yep. As they go. The VHS. You got to wheel that big <laughs> cart with a gigantic TV that's cargo you know, strapped down. I remember, to completely switch gears, I remember those carts going around uh, when we were growing up. Big, big, chunky TVs on top of those mm-hmm. carts. I remember being at the same school that my kids go to, my younger kids, in third grade, going into, what was her name? I can't remember her name. now. I can picture her, but the math class... My third grade math class, teacher uh, left, came back and rolled in a TV and plugged it in, and the Challenger had just exploded. Oh, man. And we watched – we may have been watching when it exploded because I think we watched Ooh. the the launch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. But that's the memory I have of those TVs is her rolling that big TV in and – we watched Being in the fifth completely grade. completely confused about the thing that was happening on TV. Yeah, we watched the verdict of the O.J. Simpson trial in my fifth grade. No, it was sixth grade. Sixth grade science class. Miss Howard's class. Mm. That's all I remember. That's that's a strange thing to watch oh, in science class. There's another thing we watched in that class. Did you guys have laser discs or did you have VHS tapes? Uh, I don't – I think probably just VHS. I don't remember having laser disc at school. I think I've talked about this. But I got to – I watched Ben Affleck's very first movie. No. Laser disc and <laughs> yes, science. Yes, you have talked about this. The Voyage of the Mimi, which was a like a survival shipwreck educational movie that I did not realize that Ben Affleck was in the movie. I don't know when it was filmed, but I was in the sixth grade. And it's stuff that, like, as a survival instructor later in life, I still reference that movie. Really? Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in that movie. And we watched it on laser disc, and I remember like it blew our mind. Hmm. That she had to look on the back of this gigantic box and her huge remote control and was like, we need to go to scene. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. And it just went to it. We're like, what? How did you do that? And she had to wear these gloves and like to put the laser disc in the laser disc player. And she made everybody sit on the edges of the room so that nobody was close to it. <laughs> I was like, this thing is a big deal. We've talked about laser discs before, right? I'm, we've had to, I'm sure. Oh, Megan, Megan doesn't know what a laser disc is. She doesn't know is. because she... You don't know what a laser disc is? She's making a face like, nope, she doesn't know what a laser disc is. Anthony knows what a laser wow. disc is. Okay, well, so there was... Back in our day! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I was your age. Um, there were VHS tapes. And then before... Around the same time that those came out, maybe a little bit after, the laser discs. And they were the size of a vinyl record. Yeah. And it was a video disc. They're huge. Mm-hmm. And one movie was at least... Uh, two or three? Two discs, I think. Yeah. And I know some of them were three. Yeah. And it was like they were this big. They were huge. Yeah, it was a DVD player was version like a, of a record. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was and huge. I don't remember that the quality was any better or anything. They just didn't degrade because it didn't have like a tape. Oh, yeah, there you go. And you didn't have to rewind it. And I think yeah. that was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she had the little the gloves on. Anthony's pulling some up. If you're watching the video, you should probably see what you know, what laser disc is. But she had to like hold it from the edges. Lost in space on laser disc. <laughs> and I remember well, when I went Stargate. to I went to college, and UCF had a um, a microchips lab where they would produce their own silicone microchips. And I remember seeing these people like through the giant window into this clean room, like with these huge silicon sheets. And I remember going, I was like Miss Howard with that laser yeah, disc. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I bet she got super threatened by the principal. Like, don't you dare ruin this thing. It cost yeah. us so much money. But she just she didn't have to rewind it. And I think that's what blew all of our mind. Yeah. So my uncle, uh, my mom's brother, is has always been into technology. Like, he always had – he's a big fan of Apple stuff. So he always had new Macs. Like, I remember when, like, the first – PowerBook came out. Mm-hmm. He had that, and he lived, uh, still lives in DC. So every time he would come down for a holiday, he would always have the newest camera or the newest, you know, Apple product or the newest whatever. And so, one time when I was very young, he came home for Christmas. We all went to my grandparents' house, which is in the middle of nowhere, yeah. in like very small town, Kentucky. And they're already in their sixties, probably at this point. And so he shows up with a laser disc player and gives it to them. Like, you all should have this laser disc player. <laughs> this is appropriate gift. Yeah. And so just like left it there and then a bunch of movies. And then every time after that, every time he would come visit, he would always bring more laser discs. And I always thought it, even as a kid, I thought it was so strange that this kind of old farmhouse type home 
in a very small town with really old people, they had a laser disc player, and I didn't know anybody else who had one anywhere. And so they had this big collection of movies. I remember them having all the original Star Wars movies. Ooh, which laser disc? I have, and they're very inexpensive to buy on uh, eBay. Just so you know. Okay. Yeah, you so it's can, not a thing. No, no. Got it. Uh, but I remember them having them at the time, and Dark Crystal. They've got to be the originals, though. Yeah, yeah, the okay. un, un. So the ones that people are trying to covet on VHS, yeah. you've got the originals on Laserdisc. Yeah, I just don't have a player, so <laughs> <laughs> it makes it pointless. But um, they had like, oh gosh, I remember watching Stripes. Oh yeah, <laughs> the first time as I was probably like seven years old or something. Shouldn't have been watching Stripes, but I remember watching Stripes with a couple of my uncles. <laughs> And uh, there were a couple other movies around that same time period yeah. that you know were brand new at the time that came out on Laserdisc. But I get anyway. I mean, sitting at a board table, if you're going to talk about a new format, like there was, there was Betamax and there was VHS, and it all kind of went and, and fought. Yeah. But you had to have furniture in your house that was specifically designed to like house all of your VHS collection. Mm-hmm. And so someone with a laser disc, like, it's digital. You don't have to rewind it. Like, yes, 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 all those things. They're like, how big is it? They're like, the same size as a record. It'll fit on your, your yeah. record player stand. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. That had to have been why it worked, because it was like a familiar form factor. Yeah. Had to have been. Because otherwise, it was very expensive. And You had to be very careful with it. Yeah. Or real fragile. So, anyway. I mean, just like a CD. Like, if you scratch a CD. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... We only watched a couple. I don't remember what else we watched besides Voyage of the Mimi. But I imagine that if you were to scratch uh, a laser disc, like you were just kind of done. It's like scratching a DVD. I guess. So just skip. I don't know. Worse. I don't know. Yeah, probably exactly the same. My kids, when they watch movies on an actual like a Blu-ray or a DVD and it's scratched from you know, all the travels and stuff we've done and the, they're not nice with them. They freak out so bad because they're so used to watching just a digital version of a thing. Yeah, there's like no way to make it skip. Yeah. <laughs> it's messing up. I'm like, well, it's because it's scratched. Yeah. Blu-rays are actually pretty good about that. They have some, that was one of their big selling points is that they had some special coding. It's hmm. difficult to scratch. Well, I mean, from handling, you know, obviously yeah. like, use something sharp. But it's difficult to scratch them just by touching the surface. But anyway, I don't know how we got talking about that. Laser discs, super cool. Oh, we were talking back in the day in school and watching yeah. movies. That's how we got there. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're into school. We're – Jenny and I were talking last night. All the kids are – not all of the kids. The older kids are at, like, transitional points. Because oh, one's about to go into high school. As people. Yeah. Just yeah. – Oldest is going into high school next year. Uh, my daughter is – you know, cha- and she's like deciding what she wants to do next year in school and changing sports and stuff that she's kind of identified with like, oh, I'm a gymnast over the last several years. She's mm-hmm. not a gymnast anymore. Aww. And so she's letting stuff go to take on other th- stuff, which is cool. I right. mean, I'm glad for her. But we're at a point right now where they're all beginning to change a lot. And not just the change from like seven to eight where it's like, oh yeah, they look a little bit different, or yeah. they, like, they're they're moving from phases of life from this one to that one, and it is becoming far more real than it You've ever. Got one that's going into middle school now, right? Yeah, so we're gonna have we're gonna be at three schools next year, hmm. which is <laughs> gonna be awesome. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait for. All... Um, but yeah, we already have a really hard time keeping up with like all of the different practices and the you know different events and band concerts and choir concerts and piano recitals and all of the things that all of them are doing and now they're going to be at even more locations next year so that will be interesting and my daughter is taking on multiple sports she's letting one go and then taking on multiples (laughs) which is just her well Um, i'm glad that i could introduce them to dungeons and dragons at such a weird pivotal time in their life (laughs) Yeah, because the some friends from high school and I got into like a group text chat. There's four or five of us, hmm. and I was talking about playing D and D, and I asked them like, "Why didn't we play D and D back in the day? This seems like something that we would have really gotten into." And it was like, "Oh well, it, it was the late '90s, 
And so it wasn't as popular as it was in the 80s and it wasn't as popular as it is now because it's retro and, and fun and yeah. it's, you know, po- podcasts and TV shows and whatever. We're just kind of in the lull. I'm like, well, it's really fun. And I don't know if I now could convince high school Josh to play Dungeons and Dragons because hmm. there's a weird stigma about it. And so I'm glad that I could introduce your kids to a thing to hopefully reduce a stigma on something that was yeah pretty fun. Yeah, I think they're at the point where they're they're not quite they don't realize that they're too cool for things yet for as many things as they will you know yeah um yeah so i'm glad that they're giving stuff like that a shot it's funny yesterday i was uh, my oldest and i were out running some errands and randomly he goes i think i like star wars more than all of the rest of the kids so is there <laughs> a competition in your house i, I don't know <laughs> it seems that anybody's and, house it may be a competition in that's your house. true but it was funny because he brought that up out of nowhere i don't know why and and I said, well, why do you think that is? And he's like, I don't know. I just think I understand it more. Okay. And then he moved on to something else. And I, at the <laughs> end of the night, was sitting there going like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, not, I mean, it's like, what do you think that means, you know? Yeah. For somebody of that age to be like, I understand Star Wars. You understand the filmmaking, the politics, the yeah. I don't I don't know being secluded on a desert planet yeah. without your dad, longing I, for things and hmm. so I, I I missed that part of it and we never got back around to it. But I, it was just kind of a weird little like he was proud of the fact that he understood Star Wars more than his siblings. I get it. I dad. get it. So my son came up with a list of stuff that he wanted for his birthday, mm-hmm. and third on the list was a lot of cucumbers. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, I say that only to, yeah. I'm not going to look that deep into my kids' <laughs> desires. Because, um, uh, sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Right Right on. <laughs> he made a bucket list of things he wanted to do before he was 12, mm. which is like two months away. Yeah. Um, that wasn't anything grand. It was just like regular stuff. <laughs> Eat a lot of cucumbers. Yeah. And it, on his birthday <laughs> list, it, it, uh, a lot of cucumbers. So okay. Hmm. <laughs> so, like, do you think that's, that's one of those like, one of those I'm look how weird I am funny things? Because I know a lot of kids do that. They'll like just say yeah. something that's intentionally, you know. Uh, for my what, sixteen? No, my seventeenth birthday. The first, the first birthday or the first year, I guess, that I was dating my now wife. We'd only been dating for like a week. I asked my mom for a, a swimming pool full of pudding. Because I think it would be fun to jump into it. And she got me like a Barbie pool and like filled mm-hmm. it full of pudding. And then Mark Rober goes and does and gets like a bajillion views whenever yeah, he puts Jello in a yeah. thing. Like it's the same deal. Yep. And so it's kind of the same thing. Like I could I could see that, but he really likes eating cucumbers. Hmm. Like I mean, if he wants a snack, he's like. good. Yeah, but like a, a cucumber is like cucumber size. And he just goes and takes a knife and just like cuts a hunk off of it and sticks it back in the refrigerator and starts gnaw on the hunk. Yeah. So now we have to use that cucumber. Like the time, the, the clock is ticking for that thing now just because he was, <laughs> he wanted a snack. So maybe he just wants his own independent cucumber stash. It, did, did I ever tell you Our about my, weird. my Barney birthday party? No. <laughs> okay, so I'm old. Yes, I know. Everybody in the room that's here that's not on camera can just go ahead and say out loud that they know I'm old. Yes, I'm old. When I when, when Barney was at like popularity level, like with kids, I yep. was in high school. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was so, my little sister's. Thing. Yeah, it was like yeah. way before me. So it was these or these two over here, they were Barney generation. Yeah. So when I was sixteen, Barney was really big with little kids, mm-hmm. and it was one of those "Oh look how funny I am" things. Yeah. Let's have a Barney birthday party as my sixteenth birthday party. So. It, you know, it was supposed to be dumb. It was supposed to be funny. And they, my parents bought Barney plates and stuff. And so uh, we just had a bunch of people over the backyard and played basketball and, you know, I don't know, volleyball or whatever. Everybody's in the backyard. In my parents' house, they have a deck. The, the basement opens up to the backyard. So what is the first floor is the second floor on the back of the house, right? Right, because the yard slopes down. Yeah, they have a walkout. Slope basement right and so the deck is above that so the mm-hmm. deck is looking down on the backyard basically so we have all these people over and um i took f- like four watermelons and sprayed them purple <laughs> with spray paint mm-hmm. and then yellow made polka dots 
all over them, thinking that they're, like, they're like dinosaur eggs. That's yeah. funny, and then we can eat the watermelons. Except that when you spray paint a watermelon, just for future reference, the paint soaks in through the skin and gets yeah. into the meat of the watermelon. So we take one of these things. So it's a paint melon. Yes. Yeah. It's super disgusting. And so we, we cut one of these things open, and we're like, oh, well, that's not going to work. And therefore, that's like our watermelon for the party. My birthday's in July, so, you know, it's hot outside. We need watermelon. It, if you if you ruined a watermelon at a party that my wife is at, she's getting mad and leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So what we did, since we couldn't use the watermelons, and I thought it was so funny as a 16-year-old, we had everybody gather around the little concrete pad that's our basketball goal, right? Uh, down from the deck. And I got up on the deck like I was going to, like, thank everybody for coming to my party. Everybody gather around. Everybody get, you know, around the outside of the, the thing. And everybody's mm-hmm. around. And I'm, like, up there like I'm going to give some speech or whatever. And then my brother and I just start taking these watermelons that are useless and throwing them into the middle of the concrete. <laughs> and when you throw a watermelon from a second story onto concrete, it explodes right. in a really cool way. And so we had three and a half of these to throw. And we easily got two of them thrown before everybody started running. But <laughs> it was pretty cool because it just, you know, they'd shatter and and shoot everybody with really gross watermelon juice that they couldn't eat. So My daughter would have eaten it. <laughs> she would have cared. It smelled like the paint. Like, not just the outside, you know, the, the spray paint smell, but the actual meat of it smelled like that. It was super gross. Oh, yeah, she... <laughs> she would have made like a funny thing. But she would have so eaten gross. half of that watermelon and just like muscled through it. She doesn't care. Yeah. I thought you were going to have like an almost famous moment and like crowd dive off of the. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I was going to let you tell your story and not interrupt it with something <laughs> far more grand. <laughs> nope. We just got to throw watermelon at everybody because we couldn't see. eat it. That was the it. Barbie pool birthday. We went to go see a concert. And for us, like. I guess for you, too. Like, you would have to drive to go to the big city to go see mm-hmm. concerts. We had to go drive to Pensacola. And Pensacola did not have the, the frequency of good shows. Mm-hmm. And we went to my favorite restaurant, McGuire's, the hat that I normally wear. And there were a bunch of us. And there was this one kid that was kind of like the tag-along kind of weird stoner kid. The kid that, like, when we made a potato gun, he was like, I think I can hit that potato with a baseball bat. And then we ended up <laughs> shooting him with a potato gun. <laughs> that dude. He was like a hobbit. Oh, cool. But we went to McGuire's, and it's like a... <laughs> An Irish pub kind of steakhouse, but he didn't bring any money. And we're like, well, I don't know what you're going to eat. He's like, come on, man, give me some of your food. And we're like, no, this is my food. I pay good money for this. And at the end, we all had like, they give you a lot of food. So we got all had a bunch left over. And he's like, just give me what's left on your plates. And I just make like one big plate. And somebody was like, I'll give you all this food if you eat the stick of butter that comes with the bread. <laughs> and that we didn't touch yet. And he's like, okay, fine, I don't care. And so they called over the waitress and he was she had to be the judge whether he adequately ate the stick of butter. <laughs> and she was like, please, God, don't. Yeah. He's like, no, it's fine. And he just like grabbed it whoa, down uh. this whole stick of butter. Gross sound. And then she was like gagging, wanting to leave. And he's like, there, I did it. And we're like, okay, fine. You can have all the rest of the food. But he didn't drive. So we just got up and left. <laughs> and so he, he double fisted. The scraps of like six or seven high school kids like food from a table and just like had two handfuls of random food just gnawing on it out the door. <laughs> Tried to get into the concert with like a, a piece of kielbasa and like a loaf of bread in his hand. They wouldn't let him in. That kid was so fun. I didn't think about that kid in a long time. <laughs> I wonder what that guy's doing these days. I honestly <laughs> want to know what that guy's doing. Oh, man. <laughs> He's got like a dispensary delivery service somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's capitalizing. I feel like I'm missing a piece. Which piece? Because I would thought I was missing a piece too. One of those. One of who? One of those. Oh no, I found those. Okay. I was missing a piece earlier and had to make something work, and mm-hmm. I made it work. Well, how long have we been uh, talking about nothing? Forty-five. Minutes. Forty-five minutes. Do we have any pros and cons we could do this week? I didn't prepare for that, I did but. Not uh, well, anything else going on? If we don't have any pros and cons, there was something else. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. There's always something. Do you have some? I do have some. Oh, Megan's here with pros and cons. Megan's on. I'm here with the pros and cons. What you got? All right. How do you feel about tofu? I think I'm indifferent to tofu. I think, yeah. Because tofu takes on the flavor it, of whatever exactly. you put it in. It is, it is indifference yeah. embodied. Exactly. 
It has it, no identity. It is nothing. And so it will take on whatever you give it. Yeah. So you have to be more specific. So it's like yeah. you want peanut butter and jelly with tofu. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> or like tofu curry. Yeah. I mean, tofu curry, I've had that before. It's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. I mean, it's just like it's like a gummy nothing. Yeah. I mean, if you if you crumble it up, it's pretty much ground. It's a ground protein. Yeah. I mean, you ground meat or ground pork or ground beef or ground pork or whatever in a a flavored dish. You don't really get the beef in the pork yeah, flavors, right. just like you don't get the... I mean, somebody's out there going, yes, you do. But whatever, I don't. So I'm indifferent to <laughs> tofu. Yeah, I agree. Uh, thoughts on pre-distressed jeans. <laughs> As a father who buys jeans for my daughter who prefers them to have holes in them, yeah. it's frustrating. <laughs> and I call her a poser. <gasps> I'm like... Because I'm standing there with holes in my jeans, and I'm like, I worked for these holes. I get a hole in my right... I, you know, this brings up a different and totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We should talk about Sherlock Holmes sometimes. That was not where I thought you were going to yeah, go with this, but okay. Okay. Um, hmm. That's like a whole different conversation. All right. Remind me. A whole <laughs> different conversation. <laughs> so I, I just get to call her a poser because she buys the holes in her jeans, and I work for mine. And, you know... It's frustrating, though, because she is at the age where she's like, goes to pick out clothes, and she wants very specific clothes. Mm-hmm. And so, not only, I mean, I totally get that, like, having a fit of jean is important, but it's past that. It's like, well, between these two exact same pairs of jeans, I want that one because the holes are cooler than these, and that's frustrating. Do you know how those holes are put on those jeans? I saw a video recently. With on, a laser. They're put on with a laser. That's not the video I saw. That roll them across a conveyor belt yeah. and a laser, laser uh, diode laser, not a diode laser, um, a fiber laser, and carves it in there. Really? Yep. And it has like a couple different patterns so that they're not all the same. Uh. But if you had the box of jeans that you get from wherever and you lay them out, <coughs> you can categorize them. Crazy. So I saw a video on, it was like on a reel or something recently, and it was a clothing factory and it was all these little bits of how they do certain finishes mm-hmm. and stuff. And they had these uh, like fake leg things where one person grabbed a pair of pants and pulled them up onto these legs. And then the other guy had a sander, like a oh. like a belt sander. Yeah. And would just go zoop, 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 zoop. And it was more wear, I guess, than holes, but he was wearing spots in certain areas. And then these legs spun around like off the hips and mm-hmm. then somebody pulled the pants off and then it spun back around and they put another yeah so totally different thing but anyway I'm gonna say hard con okay Josh uh I I put a hole in my right knee of almost every pair of pants that I own yeah like naturally so are you left handed or right handed right handed hmm but when I kneel down I seem to put more I don't know but it's always my right knee okay so that leads to the Sherlock Holmes thing <laughs> <laughs> so I like to hmm. try to figure out how to say this without sounding really pompous because that's not the point. That I, I, I'm ob- observant right. of a lot of things, and right. I've always really liked Sherlock Holmes. And I think because I grew up reading Sherlock Holmes, I started noticing things and all of the, the different silly, ridiculous things that Sherlock Holmes notices about rooms and stuff. I started going like, oh, I should pay attention to that. I should start thinking about that. And so you can tell, the reason I asked if you were left-handed or right-handed, is you can tell the hand that somebody is, their dominant hand, by which leg of their pants, if if they have one knee Mm -hmm. that is worn through, they're often, I mean, obviously not always, they're often uh, the opposite hand. So it's weird that yours Hmm. are right, because I'm left-handed, but my right knee always wears out, because when I bend down, I favor that side so that my left hand is... Like if I'm doing work, I'm doing work with my left hand and I bend down with my right knee stuck out. So it's bending it, the it, leg it more. Press, oh, okay, so it stretches more. Yeah. Mine is the abrasion. So I lean right. down and I put my right knee on the ground. Yeah. Anyway, so the whole recently when I was talking to my daughter about the pants, I was noticing that all of my pants have the hole on the right knee, every single one of them. They never wear on the left knee. And I was like, well, why is that? And so I started going down the path of, well, when I am working – 
that knee always stretches because I'm left-handed and I lean this particular way and then I kind of worked backwards into the thing. And it, I added that to my list of, here's the thing you should start paying attention to when you see people with holes mm-hmm. in their pants. If they're like not if purchased, they're yeah, if they're real, <laughs> if they're earned, because it's just one of those things that like, you know, you I don't know. Well, I earned the money to buy my holy jeans. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyway. I get that sentiment though. Back in the day, probably, because it looked... It didn't look like a square. They, I mean, like even acid wash jeans, they have like some type People of... People say square still. I don't know. <laughs> you're not a, a narc. Oh. <laughs> With your pleats. Square. Okay, what else? Uh, trampoline jump centers. Uh, pro. pro. I think they're super cool. Hmm. Do you jump when you go when your family yeah. goes to them? I did. I used to. And about a year and a half ago... And like I... You know, backflips are not a big deal. Even at my old age, oh, wow. backflips are not a big deal uh, on a trampoline. I was at our trampoline park with my kids, and I was the only adult <laughs> with our kids. Ooh. And that's workload. So they're running around. I mean, they're doing their own thing, and I'm so I'm flipping and going to do a backflip. And for some reason, I just I got upside down and then just didn't keep going. And I came down on my head hard, mm. so hard that the attendant who was, you know pretty far away, was like, hey, dude, are you okay? <laughs> Your scorpion's pretty great there, man. Yeah. And so I stood up with my, like, I'm about to throw up because that hurt so bad look, and I thought, and I kind of waved, and I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. I'm trying to catch my breath and lean in and going, I think I might have broken my neck. And it hurt so bad. Mm. So bad. It's probably why people your age should not be. No, stop it. <laughs> well, so they've got the big pit, and so I like to... To yeah. do the uh, the jousting on the pit and mm. just assert my dominance over all the kids. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah. But that was the last time I've been on a trampoline, and I hate the fact that it made me feel like I don't want to feel that again. Like I, I'm not old; I'm very active. I do lots mm-hmm. of stuff, but that is a feeling that I do not want to have again. And there's no amount of jumping, no amount of fun from jumping on a trampoline. That would make that pain yeah. worthwhile again. You the promise of fun is not worth flips. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, jumping not flips. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But overall, I agree. They're kind of gross as places, like but really good for the amount of uh, energy that kids can burn off for the, the money. Yep. It's, it's pretty worthwhile. So. I like places... <laughs> Me too. ...that <laughs> allow people to go like, you know what, kid? Uh... Just go. Yeah. Everything here is soft. Yeah. Have fun. Just go. Yeah. I've, I'm your parent, and I've tried to protect you from all things in life, and I'm just going to throw that away <laughs> for the hour that we're yeah. allowed to be here in your your special socks. <laughs> you have to pay for it extra separately. I'm missing a piece. I really don't like this. All right. What else we got? One more? Two more? Uh, I don't know. One more? Whatever. Two more. How do you feel about fountain pens? I have made... Several fountain pens. Like actual fountain pens, yeah. like dipping in the... Oh, no, no, no. Like, it's the, the quill on the front. Not that you have to have an ink quill. Oh, okay. Um, I don't really know what a fountain pen is specifically. So, a fountain pen so. It has the, the quill-like shape on the front? Yeah. You can just... They come in kits, and you can make them. But they have ink inside them. Yeah, already. they have okay. ink cartridges. Right, cool. Pre-filled okay. cartridges. Um, I've made some for people. They seem to really enjoy them. I've tried to use them, and they are very inconsistent. Hmm. Uh, when I was in Belgium, we had we traveled to a bunch of different countries. Yeah, there's one right there. Yeah, and the commander that we had wanted. He, he said, "I want a wizard book, <laughs> so that when we go to a country, we can write all of the cool stuff that we know for posterity's sake. So when someone goes back to Wiz- Croatia, wizard. Book? Yeah, he said he wanted to look like a wizard book. Oh. Like he opened it up, and it would have all the information that we needed okay. about a given place, where we ate, where we stayed, how you paid for stuff, whatever. And so he tasked me with finding it. And so we were in Italy one time. I went to this like book binding leather place and found a wizard book and he had these cool pens. And I was like, well, if I'm going to write in a wizard book, I need to have a cool pen. And I bought <laughs> a fancy pen and it was just it, the, got it. the it. ink dries up in the quill mechanism oh, because in a ballpoint yeah. pen, the ball is like spring loaded. And so it's like a, a valve. That one is a valve, but it works by separating the top flat part of the quill from like the bottom part of the quill. And so the, the ink kind of flows out in like a layer and it hmm. dries up a lot. And so that's my beef with them. They're inconsistent. 
I have zero opinion, so I'm going to say hard con just to be provocative. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, how do you feel about Snuggies? <laughs> What's a Snuggie? Oh. You don't know what a Snuggie is? Is that the blanket jacket yeah, thing? The blanket robe thing that oh, was from Buffet's got one of those from China for no reason. Uh, just for everybody who's not been a listener ah, for a long time. Sorry. He calls That's his wife Buttface. My bad. It's a yeah, yeah. It's term of endearment. So my wife is the air quotes victim of a brushing scheme, which is a super fun thing that happens <laughs> when somehow they get a weird combination of addresses that sends my wife Amazon packages to Bob's house yep. uh, monthly. And we have no idea what they are. Uh, we've gotten two in a day before. Dope. It's so weird. We don't get charged for them. Nope. I've looked it up. Brushing schemes are are valuable, air quotes. Because that person can then make a product review in my wife's name for the thing that they are hawking. They've, it's been like a bottle cap to like an aerator to a St. Louis Blues hockey jersey. Really nice. But she got a, a Dalmatian print. I guess it's like a poncho more than a Snuggie. Yeah. But my kids use it all the time. Oh, yeah? They love it. <laughs> it's like the blankets in the bucket. Like it is my, my son's absolute favorite like couch blanket. This Snuggie-esque D- Dalmatian brushing scheme free gift from China. <laughs> I I don't think... Oh, look at that. Check out this website. So does it have... It has sleeves like a wizard? Snuggie.com. Oh, there's... Yeah. Yeah, it's like a hmm. backwards robe. Is there a back? Think. Is there a back to it? Or there, is it just no, like on the it's front? it's open. So they're BOGO 50% off right now. We Ooh. should go ahead and like get Christmas presents. Office Snuggies. Maybe we can get Snuggy to sponsor the podcast. You know what else I found? I found fingerless glove socks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a thing. They're in my Amazon cart right now. I was going to get us some. Why are they not? So I don't we want can them. turn them out. We can <laughs> wear the fingerless glove socks and the Snuggy. Huh. But okay. So a Snuggy, is, it's just the front? Yes. It's just business in the front. There's nothing behind there it. There is no Because the couch and, or chair should be yeah. providing yes. adequate warmth. So it's just the front side. Okay. It's a sleeved blanket. Right? Yeah, it's just a blanket with arms. Well, I guess Got it. It so have hers a... is a poncho to where you have a front and back, as yeah. if you were gonna. So you can ride a horse pretty well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Horse I mean, you couldn't ride a horse with <laughs> if, if oh, it was... a slanket. Yeah, that's a... different. This was before the Snuggie, and then Snuggie ripped off blanket. I oh. bet those two companies hate each other so bad. How much you want to bet they're owned by the same person? Probably. Ah. Yeah, probably. Hmm. That's like the. It yeah. would be amazing. If I'm still stuck on this. It would be amazing That's a episode if right we now. could get <laughs> if we could get Snuggie or a company like that to sponsor a podcast. Ooh, and then you put some we Legos just, together like, with this. Snuggie. We would have to wear. Ooh. That's a double Snuggie. That's that's our in right there. A, that's a what slanket. it is. The slanket the double Siamese. That's what it's called. Siamese. That seems <laughs> racist. I don't think you should call it that. Yeah, probably not. If it's big enough, we could wear it at the same time, and that's how we mm-hmm. can do it. Like this. This part of this episode is brought to you by Slanket. <laughs> the super dope blanket you could put your arms through. Oh, man. So you could do the wordle while you're watching TV. <laughs> In comfort. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up since we have gone completely and totally off the rails. Um, which which version? Oh, I can see. You're picking version well, I'm one. Not, I'm not. Back, back oh, to the Future one. I didn't read instructions. So I've, I've finished the first one. I want to do Back to the Future 2, but I didn't read that thing that you are now reading. Mm. I just kept going. Yeah, I was going to do attention. two now, but now I, now I want to do a different one than you're I doing. I want to so do two. Have... Where's where's number two? Page two hundred and fifty four. Okay, well we'll both do that same one. Okay, cool. Is this well, an episode's worth? Uh, or am I going to finish this right now? Um, I mean, this is there's not much left, but four. I'm going to save it for next time because I've got multiple sets to work on. So I'm just going to. Okay. I'll do a couple next time. All right. Well, big thanks a to everybody. What? Other things? A couple. Thing? Uh, I'm I'm going to save this for next episode. Okay. And I'm going to finish this and start back on the Vespa next time. It's easy for me whenever I'm doing metadata. I can just put Bob and Josh are working on this one thing. So I'm going to do the next one too. Mm, until okay. we split. Night. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I'm lazy. And before the next episode, I'm also going to order the Optimus Prime Lego set. Man, that thing looked awesome. I am very excited about that. As a Lego nerd and a Transformers nerd, that's pretty great. I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Big thanks to the Maker Alliance for sponsoring, for being better than Slanket or Snuggy and sponsoring this episode because they sponsor kind of everything we do. Uh, the Maker Alliance is an awesome community of people who help us out and run D&D campaigns and hang out on the Discord and all sorts of stuff. And they get discounts on uh, 
courses and plans and you look yep. like you're thinking about something. What I am. About? I'm, I get snuggy because it's snugging. But what is slanking? What's a the blanket. SL part? But why s- is it the SL part? Sleeves? Sleep blanket. Blank. Sleeve blanket. Like a slafgan. <laughs> or s- s- sl- socks? <laughs> it's like a blanket. <laughs> of, okay. So we'd have to figure out what that's called. It's a blanket it's just, that has socks on the bottom. It's just, <laughs> it's just a blanket with feet. Like like Pants? waiters? Yeah. <laughs> like you're going fishing and what you need would, some bib waiters. What would those, that? Those but, it's, but it's flannel. Slocks? Slocks. Yes. That sounds terrible. That's going to be our, our company. Anyway, uh, big thanks to the Maker Alliance <laughs> for making this excellent podcasting possible. We get to uh, do this for a living. This is insane. If you guys want to go check out everything the Maker Alliance gets and all of the awesome people over there, go to iliketomakesf.com slash join. And do that. Or don't do that. We're just glad you're listening, hanging out with us, talking about slankets and slocks. No, nah, but you should, though. Yeah, you should. They are a fantastic group of people. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? At Josh underscore make stuff. You can find me and Anthony and Megan and Josh and Forby. Everybody at I Like to Make Stuff on all the different platforms. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Check out this DeLorean. This is awesome. Ooh. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.